we get all these lines of credit mm-hmm. to do what with when I could just to to leverage to make more money. So your hundred thousand dollars in cash can only go so far, mm-hmm. right? But if you had a million dollars in credit, you just ten extra yourself to make more money. It's all about leveraging other people's money to make money. That's what it is. So that's why, to me, there's no cap on how much credit that I can get or I could get because my cash is always limited, but credit is way more. Got you. Right. So you got millions in line of credit. Millions in credit. So you can go buy a $2 million building with the line of credits. Yes? I could. I would have to pull it all together, but that's just a mess. Right. But with um, I can get a $2 million building, right? And only have to put a hundred or two hundred thousand down to get it. Why is that? Right, because you know you just got to put a down payment to get it. Right. Yeah. yeah. So I can leverage my credit. I get my line. I got a couple of lines of credit that are hundred grand. Right. Um, that'll probably cost me fourteen hundred a month to pay those two hundred. Those yeah. two. Right. So I'm taking that two hundred thousand dollar in credit to put down, and now I have access to two million dollars in real estate. Yes. And no money came out of my pocket. That's yeah. why credit is so important. For an example, um, I just did a five-day challenge last week. And on that challenge, we got over 300 negative accounts deleted. One guy got 107 accounts deleted in two days. Oh. 107 Correct. accounts? Office credit. So 107. Negative Why items. would he have 107 accounts, period? Babe, I've seen a credit profile, a report, 80 pages long. It's a lot of accounts. I've just mad stuff on your account. A lot of stuff. How do you build? How do you get to that? So people apply for different stuff all the time. Some people are victims of identity theft. And um, when you're a co-signer on accounts, they just keep adding up student loans. Uh, if you move a lot, different addresses, employers. There's a lot of stuff on the consumer report that a lot of people don't know that's hurting them. And it keeps them locked in a way that they get denials from a lot of creditors. Simple things like there's 15 variations of your name. A creditor sees that you're going to get denied. I don't know if you're just out here in these streets using different names to apply for credit so people get denied. Hold on, Too hold on. Many 15 address. variations of your name. Right. What do you mean? Doreen Delevante. Yeah. Doreen Q. Delevante. Q. Delevante. Doreen. Variations of your name and also other people's name that's on your accounts. I see this all the time. So when lenders see this, like if I see David Shans, Shans David, or David D. Shan, I'm like, well, is he using different names to apply for different accounts? No, I'm, I'm not going to approve. I that. got you. So one creditor might have me down as David Shans. Correct. But another creditor, they might list me, same name, but they happen to list name, last names first, where it says Shans, comma, David. Correct. So for... A lender, they see that as a red flag. Red flag. Even though you didn't do anything. Correct. Wrong. I got you. Or some people might use the middle initial, some people use correct. the whole middle name. I got you. Or identity theft. If they're a victim of it, other names show up on their profiles. Or if they have similar names to other people, they can have combined profiles. It's a lot of stuff. So um like, like Shopify and Stripe, mm-hmm. they be trying to give me funding, but I don't mm-hmm. take it. I'm like, I don't need your money. Especially with high, it's like high interest. Uh, I wouldn't go to Shopify. I wouldn't go to them. I'll go to the banks. It's zero percent interest for the money for it's up to twelve months. Why would you? And then what is what is it after that? It goes up crazy. Probably goes up 15, 20 percent. But guess what? Run it back and do it again. 
go to a different bank. See, I just be using my own like oh, bread. You. I mean, obviously, I got you know credit cards and stuff like that, but I mm-hmm. paid off in the month. I don't, I don't be wanting to use a high interest, and I, maybe I just don't understand the strategy behind. Give me an example of something that you use this funding for. Uh, trucking. Okay. Right. So, I I know trucking is a high risk industry too. Mm-hmm. So Olivia Monroe Enterprises. That's the that's the name of my other daughter's company, mm-hmm. and that company does trucking. So, but I can't put that in the business name because that's that's a high risk industry. So Olivia Monroe does what? Business consulting. Go get a twenty five thousand dollars business credit card because my credit is good. I personally guarantee it. But the debt is in my business's name. Twenty five thousand. Go put down on it on a truck. Right. And then I got 0% interest for a year. So now I'm running it up on a truck that's making four or five figures a week, a month, excuse yeah. me, pay down the debt. And it's, I'm using that money to sense. make money. Because it's free, no interest for no a year. For a you year. should be able to get So like a $25,000 credit card, bro, the note on that is high, like two fifty a month, $200 yeah. a month. No interest. No interest. And then my job is to pay down the debt, crush it within a year. Okay. Okay, but you said if you personally guarantee the loan, mm-hmm. but you get the truck in your business name, mm-hmm. the debt is to your business, but that's the purpose of the personal guarantee, isn't it? It'll go against you too. So yeah, it goes on me too, but it's not on my personal credit report. You don't see it every month. You don't see it Absolutely. every month, right? So now that this debt is not on my personal side, I can continue to run it up over and over again. Got it. Yeah. Okay. You got, you sued the credit bureau? Many times and helped many others. Many just, times. Give me one. Uh, like when I was, I've been doing credit for 11 years and I started with my credit first. Yeah. So I was a victim of identity theft and I kept sending in letters and letting them know, doing my research, just finding letters and temp. But I'm like, this isn't working. Mm. Like, why do they keep saying verify? What are they verifying? I'm like, I obviously didn't do it. Right. So it's like, all right. So I started doing research, finding people online. They say, oh, well, the computers are ran by the E-Oscar system. And so you do more research. capabilities. So it's like, now I understand why I seem like no one is listening. Because no one is listening. It's computers. <laughs> right. So I'm like, okay, how do I get these people to come to the table to where I can talk to them about all these laws that they're violating? Because the nine times out of ten, you just get frustrated. Yeah. That's what the most people do. They say, you know, I, I'm just not dealing with credit. I'm going to spend all cash. I'm like, that can't be. So me, myself, being in a situation, I'm like, all of my studies show them some of the most successful people use credit. Yeah. And with Rich Dad, Poor Dad, Robert Kiyosaki being in the background, I'm like, all right, I got to figure out how do I use credit. Yeah. So it was the main goal for me to just figure out how do I get my credit right? And I was willing to do anything. So with me trying and bump my head, bump my head, I came across research and said, you know what? You can sue them and they won't come to court because I'm like, they won't come to court. Why won't they come to court? So I started to realize, I'm like, oh, yeah, what it costs to pay a lawyer, what them that got to go send. And then the fact that they're actually just doing people wrong, but most people don't understand their process. So they don't never know that they're being done wrong. Really? So first understand the process that computers are running the system and people aren't reading the letter. It's like, dang, how do I get someone to read my letter? If I sue them, now we got to have a real conversation about what I've been sending you. And it ain't about the computer anymore. So I'm like, hmm. all right, but what are you suing for, Lawrence? You don't know law. You're going to have to pay a lawyer. So, so I, I started just studying, studying. I'm like, defamation of character. You're reporting something that's not accurate, and I've already made you aware of it. And when you continue to report that, you're defaming my name. Yeah. 
a simple thing anyone can understand. You don't have to be a lawyer. So now that's our angle of how we go in there and challenge them. Hey, look, here's defamation of character. Challenge me and tell me you didn't. We know they did. So they like, hey, look, um, can we settle? How, how do we settle? And that's really how it started. So do you sue them like for the money or do they just take the stuff off your credit? And that's what started at first. Me just wanted deletions because I know the power yeah. of credit. But then I started understanding the industry again, listening to consumer law lawyers, and actually understand the consumer law that they were breaking. I'm like, hey, this is a monetary advantage along with a deletion. So it turned, it started with just getting deletions, but then it ended up, oh yeah, you got to pay me for all this time and energy that you just took from me. Have you gotten paid from the credit bureau? Yes. Give me an Many example. people have. Give me an example of a situation where you made some money or they paid you. So in this example, I'm not really a teacher. I'm just telling my experience. And a lot of people, they like to hear me tell my experience and go step by step with it. So basically they can just mimic it. And then if you say. Um, no, no, no. I'm saying what was a scenario where you sued the credit bureau and they paid you? I got it. I got it. I got okay. <laughs> so in this process, just lastly, it was with TransUnion was one of them. Mm-hmm. I'm telling you. These inquiries are not mine. I've disputed it the way I should, but then I know it's computer, so I know. So I'm like, all right, let me go ahead and sue. But I'm in Alabama, the maximum small claim is $6,000. So you'll sue for something under that. I sue for 4000 I say, all right, well, we'll settle for half. So 4000 and they gave you 2000 Yes. And they deleted the inquiries or whatever. Of course, yes. And many people have gotten the book and done the same thing. That's what I post on my page. Oh, wow. Other people getting results and actually getting the checks from them along with the deletions. All right, let's do some quick math. The less your business spends on operations, on multiple systems, on delivering your product or service, the more margin you have and the more money you can keep. But with higher expenses on materials, employees, distribution, and borrowing, everything costs more. So to reduce costs and headache, smart businesses are graduating to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system, bringing accounting, financial management, inventory, HR into one platform and one source of truth. With NetSuite, you reduce IT costs because NetSuite lives in the cloud with no hardware required. Access from anywhere. You cut the cost of maintaining multiple systems because you've got one unified business management suite. It just makes sense. You improve efficiency by bringing all your major business processes into one platform, slashing manual tasks and errors. Over 37,000 companies have already made the move. So do the math. See how you'll profit from NetSuite? I know you see it. Listen to me. If you have everything scattered in business, you cannot grow. And everything is more expensive when you have more and more processes layered on top of each other, more and more softwares. You got to get out of that. and it, it will improve efficiency and cut costs. By popular demand, NetSuite has extended its one-of-a-kind flexible financing program for a few more weeks. Head to NetSuite.com slash social proof. That's NetSuite.com slash social proof. NetSuite.com slash social proof. It's so important that black voices are represented in black media for so many different reasons. And the next generation of black uh, voices and influencers from black voices can be found on NPR's new collection, Black Stories, Black Truths. Black Stories, Black Truths is a celebration of blackness from NPR. Each of NPR's black voices are as distinct, varied and nuanced as the black experience itself. 
in the Black Stories, Black Truths collections, you'll hear stories of joy, resilience, empowerment, and creating world-shifting things out of struggle. And every episode is a living account about what it means to be Black today, told from a unique Black perspective. From Bobby Smyrta to The Wire, Michelle Obama to Reparations, there's no limit to the range of Black Stories, Black Truths. I listen and I'm enjoying these conversations that are for us, by us. Black representation, again, it hasn't always been uh, shared from our perspective. And black perspectives haven't been censored in the telling of America's story. Now they are the story. In NPR's Black Stories, Black Truths, you'll find a collection of some of NPR's best podcast episodes celebrating the black experience. Here are a feed of episodes from across NPR's podcasts that center black voices. It's NPR. Noir. Turn on NPR today and hear a range of voices as very nuanced and black as the country we reflect. Stories should never be about us without us. Listen to the Black Stories, Black Truths on NPR, wherever you get podcasts. I teach financial literacy. I specialize in teaching things that you can't Google when it comes to financial strategies on how to turn your credit into cash. Like one. Uh, give, give me one. Give me one. A way to turn your credit into cash. I tell a lot of people is that when you go to build your credit report, um, once you clean the negative items off, you want to learn how to start building. Right. So when you start building, I tell people, listen, it's a, it's a website called Swap Elise. Swap Elise. Swap Elise. Swap Elise. Yes, yeah, Swap Elise. So with Swap Elise, I tell people, I say, listen, go find the cheapest car. So over my time, I found the cheapest car was a smart car. The smart car costs about 221 bucks a month. Mm -hmm. You can find them and you take over somebody else's lease. When you take over somebody else's lease, they don't want it anymore. So they're willing to pay to get out of it. Oh, so it's like subject two for cars. Like, you're not subject two in real estate. You just take over there. Yeah, yeah. Oh. So, but now imagine is that now I don't have a down payment. Right. Now I go pick up a vehicle when it's time for me to, I'm, this is, this is just building my report. So I go get the vehicle and it's $221 a month. Let's say it has a year left on it, right? Or 18 months, but even at a year, um, I tell people, listen, then you just simply take the vehicle. It's a smart car, small. Most people think they can't fit in it. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> you know, I'm a bigger gentleman, but I fit in it, right? Yeah. So I got right. the smart car, okay. right? So okay. I said, listen, you take the smart car, 221 bucks a month. You go out and you contact David Shans and say, Dave, let me put real social proof on the left side for 221 bucks a month. I'm going to keep it in Metro Atlanta that it'll be exposed between 10 to 30,000 people per month mm -hmm. because it's going to be riding around Metro Atlanta for 12 hours a day. Shans is going to say, 221 bucks, and you going to put it on the side of my car? I don't know. You going to say no? No. Nah, let's do it. So you find three of them. So now at three people, now that vehicle now at 220 on this side, 220 on this side, 220 on this side, that's 660 a month I make off of 221 So you get this $200 car. You sell advertising on three sides of the car. Yes. And for the for the same amount of the lease. Of the car note. The car note. Yeah, yeah. the lease note. Gotcha. Now, I got a car note that was two twenty and now I make six sixty. Mm -hmm. Now I look and I go, okay, but how do I keep it in Metro Atlanta for twelve hours? Do I park it? No. I go and I go find people that's between the ages of twenty one to twenty five and I say, listen, um, 
I got an opportunity for you to drive and you just post an ad on Indeed, right? I tell everybody, test, this, test your websites. I don't tell you just jump out there and go get the car first. Test the websites. Post an ad on Indeed for people who are willing to drive and willing to pay $150 a week. Don't worry about gas or insurance. Insurance on a smart car is 30 bucks. Don't pay for the gas. I'll pay for it. Mm. You pay me 150 a week, you can drive for six hours out of the day. Well, guess what? I get two kids driving it at 150 a day. I mean, 150 a week. That's 300 dollars a week. Times so 12. each kid can drive it for six hours a day. Yes, and go do Grubhub, Uber Eats, DoorDash. For 150 dollars a week. 150 dollars a week. So you got advertising for 600 dollars a month so far. Mm -hmm. Plus, you're getting. If it's two kids driving it 150 a week, that's 300 dollars a week. So that's another 1200 dollars per month. Yes. Off a $200 smart car. Off a $200 smart car. You just turn your credit to cash. You're making $1,800 a month <clears throat> off a smart car. How can I start doing business credit mm -hmm. without a personal guarantee, though? So there's a couple. First of all, the industry has changed, right? So there's a couple of banks you can go to. Divi, D-I-V-V-I. Y is one. Capital on Tap is another. Where these banks, they don't care about personal guarantees whatsoever. Yeah. If you got some revenue coming in, they're going to ask for the last 90 days of your bank statements, and then they give you some money based on that. So mm -hmm. they can give you 25, 30 grand. And that's a great way to start. If you are a new business, right? A couple months old, nothing too crazy. Your credit's not good yet. That's a good place for you to start. No personal guarantee business credit cards. I guess I would imagine the loan, the interest is higher. Uh, it's relative. It's pretty much the same thing like all the other really? credit cards. Why would yet. they do that then? Because... These, these industries, these banks, these lenders started to see, hey, if a business is making $100,000, $200,000, $300,000, they know what they're doing. So just because their credit isn't bad, let's give them a shot. Uh, I yeah. see. That that actually makes sense. Because right. I guess they're in tune with the world of people know how to go make some money. Right. It's just tax filing and credit right. handling, stuff right. like that. But they they know how to go get the money. Right. And, then they got, and they got your bank docs. They got yeah. documentation. So when I'm sending you to these other banks, these credit unions or regular bigger banks, you got a 680 credit score minimum, you're getting in the door, but we don't want minimums. We want high, we want high capital. When you go in there, they're just going based on your credit. They're not asking for documentation or anything like that. And they'll give you a $25,000 credit card because you're personally guaranteeing it. So car credit, right? There you go. Which means, so the reason why I was able to get my $300,000 Lambo and I only had to pay $25,000 down, which I borrowed from my bank, the only reason why I was able to do that is because of the fact that I got the Range Rover for $160,000. They said, well, because you didn't just go from a $40,000 car to a $300,000 car, you approved. If I would have went from a $40,000 car to a $300,000 car, it would have been tough to get. It's a thing called car credit, right? I see. Okay. So... My, my whole thing is, you know, I'm not telling you to go out and buy a Lambo, but buy something nice because you can start to build that credit for yourself. And then you, if you learn the game, how to write it on your business, how to deduct certain things. When I got my Range Rover, bro, I wrote, I wrote off $160,000. I was able to write $160,000 off of my taxes for that year. Mm. For that year. Because there's certain rules, once you once again, once you know the tic-tac-toe game and you understand the game, that rule, the 6, you can play the game. Pound joint, right? 6,000 pounds, right? 6,000 pounds. Come on, I know. Don't that's act like I ain't financially out hey, here. You got yeah, that, man, bro. I'm out here. Hey, that's the one thing that, hey, when Trump created that, I'm like, I don't like you, but I'm going to go ahead and take advantage of this 6,000, <laughs> 6,000 tons. Let me give me a, this is my excuse for getting a Range Rover. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. So, okay, and and, and gotcha. don't be afraid. You know, I'll tell you what stops people. People, 
say this all the time, the, the quickest way to kill a big dream is to introduce it to a small mind. So mm. when you share this information with people, then I'm telling you, you're going to get people who are out here who are naysayers. But you want to look at their financial situation and see where they're at. If they're not where you want to be, why are you taking advice from them? That's a fact. Right? The way I say it is it's like the turtle and a giraffe, right? You're a giraffe. You got a vision that's high above the trees. Because you got this long neck, nobody else can see this vision but you, right? So the problem is, is that you want to get assurance that you're making the right decision. So what you do is you reach your neck down and you talk to a turtle. And you say, look, what do you think about this? I was thinking about doing this. You think I should do it? That turtle is not a bad person. It's a good person. But that turtle can't see as high as you can see. So what's happening is you're taking advice from this turtle. This turtle is telling you not to do it because I don't see it. And you're like, well, if you don't see it, if you don't see it, then I guess it must be a scam. It must not be right. Right? But you got to understand the turtle was not meant to see your vision. Only you were meant to see your vision. Here's here's another thing. The way that the giraffe works, this is actually factual information. If a giraffe sticks their neck down and they stay down there too long, they'll suffocate and pass out because their oxygen was meant to go throughout their neck. So when they stick their neck down and they stay down there too long, they die. And it's the same thing happening with us, bro. Because when we stick our head down and we're a part of a circle that's not meant to promote our dream, we're going to fall into that same place that they are. We're going to die. We're going to suffocate right where they are. are, Mm, Okay, we can clap that out. So, hey. You yeah. got to, like I said, yeah, commit first, right. figure out the rest later. This is about creating your wealth. This is about creating your dreams. Yeah. This is about doing something that you've never done before. You cannot expect to do the same thing and expect to get different results. Man. It just won't happen. Right. You got to change it. And if you follow in common advice, such as saving your 401k, buy term invested difference, guess what? You'll get common results. I don't know about you, but I'm not looking to get common results. Mm. And another thing you got to understand, when you try to be cheap, you're going to get cheap results. You're getting people who are giving you the game. Yeah, they might charge you for that course, but they're not doing it for them. Believe it or not, they're actually doing it for you because when you pay, you pay attention. Mm. Right? There's no transformation without transaction. You got to transact because then you take it serious. But then there are people who are out here saying, well, that's a scam. That's a scam. No, the scam is an educational system making you get student loans so you can get a job and work for 40 to 50 years so that you can go out and, and, and retire finally and finally live on less than you made when you were working. Just be aware. I'd say be aware of what's on you. Pull it three times a month because a consumer. Pull would, the credit three times yeah. a month. When you pull your own reports, you don't get a, you, it doesn't get a hard pull. So there's a thing called a hard pull if a lender or an institution or a firm pulls it. Yeah. But there's a thing called a soft pull. When I, Doreen, pull my own report, you don't get dinged for it. It's a soft pull. You don't get dinged at all or it's at a soft all. pull? Nope, not at all. It's called a soft pull. You're pulling your own reports. It doesn't affect you. It doesn't affect you at all? Nope. I thought it did. Nope, it don't. Are you sure? I am the credit hero. I oh, am true. positive. Yeah. Okay, yes. Not what I do. It's just what I heard. <laughs> no, that's, that's a lie. Hopefully, this is the last time you'll hear this ad. Because with Chime checking account features like fee-free overdraft up to $200 with SpotMe and getting paid up to two days early with direct deposit, you can probably treat yourself to an ad-free upgrade to spend more time listening to your favorite podcasts or at least grab yourself an extra morning latte this month. Join millions of Chime members who work on their financial progress with fee-free overdraft and no monthly fees. When you find new ways to save, you can reach your financial goals easier and still have the occasional treat. Take more control of your finances and say goodbye to monthly fees. 
Open your account in minutes at chime.com slash goals 24. That's chime.com slash goals 24. Chime. Feels like progress. Banking services and debit card provided by Bancorp Bank N.A. or Stride Bank N.A. Members FDIC. Spot me eligibility requirements and overdraft limits apply. Terms and conditions apply. Go to chime.com slash disclosures for details. When lenders and institutions pull it, yes. But when you pull your own reports, no. Okay, so I was I was going to apply for something one time. And they said, well, it's not a hard pull, it's a soft pull. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's still going to show up. It's going to show up, but it doesn't affect. Okay, so there's something we need to cover. No, nah, it was another company. They said, oh, well, it's not a hard pull. It's yeah, yeah so pull. I'm going to break that down. Okay. So lenders can do soft pulls or they can do hard pulls. Okay. Soft pull is just to see what's going on on the report. It doesn't affect you. But when they do a hard pull now, get in the whole profile itself, then know that inquiry gets on the report. But what we need to comprehend first is that there's a difference between the factors of FICO and your consumer report. They are not the same things, and we believe that they are. So we think that payment history, utilization, length of credit history, mixture of credit, and new credit affects the consumer report when it doesn't. The consumer report is independent of the factors of FICO. To where now, if you have an exotic vehicle or a nice vehicle, you can make it an actual asset because it generates capital more than it depreciates. So if you know the depreciation calculation of what it's going to depreciate and it makes more than that, this is an asset. Now it's a cash-driven asset. We have to get our mind out the way and start learning how to use technology. We let people sit there and tell us, yeah, we should lease vehicles and do this. Listen, if the vehicle pays for itself and then... In the, in the time, by the time it depreciates to its bottom dollar, if it's already paid for itself, I now have a car free and clear that if I do get ready to sell it, mm. I still can have, it has a solid resale value. Wow. You've never seen a Rolls Royce for under 150000 I don't care what year you get. Right. Ferraris, under 150000 I don't care what year you get. Well, Ferraris are, but Lamborghinis is certain cars that's always going to have a certain amount of value. Well, if you get one at the right year, it's easy to generate the capital off right. of it. It's just a mindset. See, people will trick us into saying, oh, stay out of position of, of mediocrity and, you know, only invest in, 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 in assets. And then you go look and say, well, what's assets? What's the assets? Why is the only thing that considered uh, liabilities things that we like? How can we make... Explain that, explain that, explain that. The things that we like, right? You look at it. People say liabilities, clothes, right? I'm, I jump on a private jet, whole family and Fendi. Go, oh, you know, that's a lot of money to spend on, on clothes, on these designer clothes. I say, well, these clothes last two years, though. Mm-hmm. When you wash the clothes that you went and bought from Walmart because you saved a couple bucks on your outfit, one, it don't look as good and it right. don't feel as good. For sure. And it, it, it's just reality. It doesn't. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't last as long either. Yeah. It's the reason why Kanye West threw a tantrum and said they won't allow us into their factories because the materials that they use are better than the materials that come on the, on the cheaper materials. It's a difference, right? Mm. It's a difference. Got but, it, got it, got it. But then they go, but it's expensive and it is... It's not worth the money. So I teach people, I say, listen, I turn credit to cash. So I run a business and I run ads. I run fifty dollars to $60,000 a month in ads. Mm. 
I get four points per dollars whenever I run ads. Well, because I'm growing my business, guess so what? You, you get four points per dollar. Yes. What do you mean? On my American Express Gold, they give you four points per dollars when you run ads. So, oh, so you run the ads using your American Express card. Boom. Gotcha. Then all of my other business expenses, um, fulfillments and things like that. So if I'm spending, you know, as my business grows, I'm spending over $100,000 a month. Well, if my business is growing, I'm spending $100,000 a month and I'm getting four points per dollar. Guess what? What do you do with your reward points? Most people don't know. I teach people when they start off how not to pay for groceries and your expenses. Keep your expenses low as, as you grow your business. Mm -hmm. But you get to a point to where you start going and you look up and you got three million points and you go, what I do? Most people don't know that you can literally convert your reward points to gift cards for like Saks and Neiman's and go shopping to where I didn't pay for the clothes and the things that they see us in. Because I still mm. like designer clothes, but I got it for free. I like that. I like that. I like I that. I can live the life that I want and I don't have to be subjected to being irresponsible. I can drive a Rolls Royce and not be, oh man, you buying a depreciating asset. No, it's going to make me more money than it costs me. What's the highest line of credit that you received? $100,000. $100,000? 100, yeah. hundred Yeah, from KeyBank. It's my favorite bank. It's a regional bank. It's in Philly. It's in Chicago, New York. Did you so, use it? Yeah, I used it. And, and What'd you use that 100000 to buy more trucks. Oh, so trucking is your thing? Yeah. Oh, so the your daughter's business. Right, Olivia Monroe Olivia Enterprise. Monroe. Yeah, so that's the trucking company. So I bought her. I bought. I bought like five, six trucks with it. It's making money. Yeah, it's doing. Right. It's doing okay. A little something. Yeah, a little something. Give me some other places that you parked your money. Real estate. Yeah, trucking and real estate. Why I I, I lean on those more heavier is that trucking gives cash, nice cash flow. The asset is depreciating, of course, because the truck got miles on it. But I purchased real estate for longevity, for wealth, right? The returns are a lot smaller. I make a little two, $300 per property, but I have an asset that's continued to appreciate. And I can use that for to help out with the tax burdens. Got it. So you don't put a lot of money down to purchase real estate? Uh, so let's say you there's a $500,000. Well, give me an example of a property that you use, and I want to know... And I'll ask some questions on that specific situation. Okay. So I see a property for a hundred grand, mm -hmm. right? Um, based on my relationship with my lenders, they might ask me to put 10%. Now, nah, give me a real scenario, like okay. a real property okay. that you've acquired and how you got it. Northeast Philly is a duplex. Mm -hmm. The property is 110, mm -hmm. right? Um, the rent, probably 2,500 a month for it. Right. Uh, yeah, 2,500 a month. We put down 10%. 10%, but I leveraged the, um, a business credit card to do it, to get into that deal. Because that's when I really first started in the game and I had no money, mm -hmm. right? So I took the, the, the cash off the credit card, put, it, put, put the down payment, went to a hard money lender for the rest of the money, hey. right? And now I have this property that's cash flowing $2,500 a month. And it's probably costing me $900 a month to maintain it. Dang, yeah. you leveraged right. everything. Yeah, you leveraged everything. How did you... How did you pay back the hard money lenders? Um, refinance the house. Okay, walk me through. Walk me through so, the whole process. So after I got the property, yeah. closed on it, right? I went back to the same lender. And I'm like, hey, I got the lease. It's making 2500 a month. I like to refinance it into a 30-year mortgage. Now it's a fixed rate. Because that hard money lender is really expensive. 100%. Right. But now it's refinanced to like 3 
And now I have this. They asset. get their money back, pay the credit card the off. Card. Yeah, pay the credit now card off. Now you just got this product. Now Dang, I got this asset. So, so rinse and repeat. Got it. So got I look it. up in 30 years with a portfolio of 100 properties, leave it to my kids, and I'm out of here. So what was life like in Jamaica? So you guys are blessed here. So let me let me make sure y'all notice. You all guys are blessed here. Mm. There is no credit in Jamaica. It's either you got your money or you don't. This really? building wealth off of credit doesn't really exist outside the United States. Really? Oh, I best believe it. You guys here have... Hold no, on. No, hold no, on. Unless y'all are, man. Y'all don't know. Hold on. You said building wealth off of credit because that's, that's what you know. a lot of people do. They leverage. You said that doesn't exist in nope. other countries? Nope. Predominantly America? America wow. is probably the number one country in the world you can... Born, be born with nothing, leverage credit, and become a millionaire like in a month. <laughs> I'm telling you, it doesn't is exist. Is that why we're in such a bad funny? That sounds like a bad model. Well, Our whole country is built you, off of credit? Well, full faith and credit of the American people. America is a corporation. It's not a country. It is a federal corporation. Mm. I mean, it's still a country. But well, if you think it is, it's a business that's run off of credit. Hey. So when I got here, I was telling, like, they told me no for everything. Couldn't get a car, couldn't get a house, no apartment, nothing. And I'm like, I have the money. We don't need money. You don't have any credit. What is credit? What do you mean, what is credit? We don't have this credit stuff in Jamaica. So I was being told no everywhere. And then I'm like, I'm a man, you know. Can't even get a cell phone. I had to go, you know those corner stores, those electronic stores? Mm -hmm. I had to go to one, save up $400, and go buy an unlocked phone. Because I couldn't get approved for a regular phone. I had no credit. No credit. Not, nothing. But nada. Jamaica, if I go over there, like, y'all want that house, I have the cash. Here, take it. Take the money. Yeah. You buy your stuff with cash over there. Over here, it's, di it's different. There's no credit cards in Jamaica? They're, they're credit cards, but the credit system isn't like the one here. Oh, so you're, the, the success of you obtaining things Correct. isn't predicated on no. your credit score. Got it. There is no, I have no money, but I have excellent credit. Come give me a few hundred thousand. No. Hey. No. So all those businesses, well, not, maybe not all, but a lot of businesses in Jamaica we started just from the ground. Like I got a couple up. dollars. I'm gonna put this in here. Ground grow up. it, grow it, grow it. Sweat, blood, and tears. Ground up. What's up, podcaster or soon to be podcaster? Get ready to level up your podcast game because the number one podcast education summit of the year is back, and it's bigger and better than ever. I'm talking about the second annual podcast summit happening on July 4th and 5th in the content creation capital of the world. You already know ATL, baby, Atlanta, Georgia, going down July 4th and 5th, two full days. Imagine this. Imagine you getting all the game you need to take your voice, your brand, your your business to the next level. Imagine getting all the insider tips. Imagine getting all the know-how that you've been craving for the last two, three, four years where you're talking about you're going to start a podcast, but you haven't yet because you don't have the tools, you don't have the tips, you don't have the tricks. I don't care if you're just starting or you're a seasoned pro. This summit has something for everyone. Picture you mastering the basics of setting up your podcast or unlocking the secrets to grow your brand on social media. We're not just talking about podcasting here. I'm talking about you want to build a long form catalog, whether it's skits, movies. We got people talking about script writing. This is an incredible experience. Imagine, imagine discovering the art 
of securing these lucrative sponsorship deals. And that's not all. Learn the ropes of creating a pitch deck that has sponsors knocking down your door. But wait, 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 wait. There's more. This isn't just a summit. This is an experience. I'm telling you. Rub shoulders with industry leaders. And you got to network with other people that are doing what you're doing. All the guests that have ever been on Social Proof Podcast, I'm giving them a free ticket. And in exchange, they promise me that they're going to sit down and do short interviews with you. We got podcast booths for our VIP members where you can sit down, pull somebody to a side, and you're going to create content in real time. I know what you're thinking. How do I get a part of this podcasting paradise? Well, it's simple. All you have to do is head over to podcastsummit.com, grab your tickets now, but hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, because I have something really, really special for you. I got a little treat for my early birds, people who take action. The next 20 listeners and only 20 listeners who get your tickets right now, okay? I'm not only going to give you 20% off of whatever ticket level you get, you get 20% off, but if you use the promo code Big Deal. It'll take 20% off immediately, but I'm also going to allow the first 20 people to listen to this right now to be able to bring a friend, bring a teammate, bring a partner for absolutely free. You get general admission, they get general admission. You get VIP, they get VIP. Whatever ticket level you purchase, you get to bring a friend, partner, colleague, boo thing for absolutely free. Nothing extra required. My team's going to reach out to you, get your partner's name, or if you don't have the person you... No, right now, yet you got time, no pressure, you get us back. But use that code big deal that triggers to let us know you get to bring someone for free. So don't wait. So you secure your spot at the number one podcast education summit in the country. Join us July 4th and 5th in Atlanta. Let's turn your podcast dreams into a reality, y'all. Head over to podcastsummit.com. Use promo code big deal at checkout and get your tickets now don't miss out on the opportunity to take your podcast to new heights take your brand to new heights take your business to new heights with this unprecedented offer okay i'll see you at the summit and don't forget to use promo code big deal let's go no we got okay. we got we got to break some stuff down i'm gonna teach you some secrets of the ultra wealthy let's bro go. Let's start this is one. what i wanted to talk about that I literally have never launched, released this information to a crowd like we're about to do today. Let's I do literally it. only keep it to my most affluent people. So I'm about to go ahead and drop the game. Let's, today. Go. Let's go. Let's go. All right. So I'm going to talk about three different types of people when it comes to money. Mm -hmm. The three different types of people are your savers. Mm -hmm. Let me go back. You got your debtors. Then yes. you have your savers. Okay. And then you have your wealth creators. Those are three different types of people when it comes to money. And they are, the mindset is different for each one. The debtors are the one that's always in debt. You got it, right? The debtor is I mean, always... debtors got in the room? Yeah, yeah. Anybody debtors? Yeah, huh? right. <laughs> nobody going yeah, yeah. to release themselves to debtors. <laughs> but you know what I'm talking about. They're in the rent race. These are the people that Dave Ramsey speak to. Susie Orman speak to. They're speaking to the debtor because they're saying your goal should be to be debt-free. To not use debt, just be completely debt-free, etc. So my question to you is, this, this is my problem with that. If your only goal is to become debt-free, if you think about it, your only goal is to be at zero. <laughs> there are homeless people on the street right now with no debt that's in a better financial situation than you. That's a fact. They have already achieved your goal, but they're not living like you're living. Mm -hmm. So your goal shouldn't be just to survive. Your goal needs to be, how can I thrive and how, how can I become a wealth creator? We're not looking to survive. We're looking to thrive. 
So the next person, bro, is the, is the, well, let me talk, break down the debtor. So this is what the debtor does. They're going to go into debt. Then they're going to spend their life paying it off. Then they're going to go into debt again and they never get back to zero. But then the saver, they're in a lot better position because they say, we're not, buy- we're not going into debt. We're going to save our money and we're just going to pay cash for mm-hmm. everything that we do. And that sounds good, right? I'm not in debt. I'm paying cash. But let me tell you how the saver, the saver is actually not much better off than the debtor. Talk to me. Because I got, I, got, I got flamed the other day. I told people yeah. that if, if they use a bank-issued debit card, yeah. you're financially— It just shows financial irresponsibility. And they— yeah. It was every and it was probably all broke people. Broke, like they was they was going at me. Like, what do you mean? No. You gotta. I'm like, what? These, these were the debtors, bro. These were the debtors. So here's here's what you do. The saver they spend some years saving cash. Let's say you save up a hundred thousand mm-hmm. dollars. Then they want to go out and buy a car, mm-hmm. buy a depreciating asset. They pay 40, 50 grand for the car, and now they got to spend some years building that back up, and then they pay cash again. So their cycle is up and down, up and down, up and down. The problem with that is they keep interrupting the forward momentum of their money. Mm. It can't continue to go up if it's constantly going up and down and up and down. This is a key principle. You finance everything that you buy, whether you know it or not. Even if you're a saver, you're financing everything that you buy. Why? Because either you're going to an institution and you're paying somebody else interest or you're spending your own cash and you're losing the interest that you could have earned had you not spent your own cash. Say it one more time. Say it one more time. Say it one more time. Either you're going to a financial institution and paying them 5%, 6% interest, like a debtor, or you're spending your cash and you're giving up opportunity costs, which is the opportunity to make the 5 or 6% had you not spent it. So if you kept that $100,000 and you were earning 5 to 6%, you would have made the same amount of money that you would have paid the financer. I see. You see what I'm saying? I see. So what we want to do, because once we spend that cash, it's gone and lost forever. It can't return. You got to build it up again. Mm -hmm. That's why we don't want to use our own cash, right? You've heard of the term other people's money. Now I'm going to show you how to create your own bank. This is how to become a wealth creator. So what the wealth creator does is that they never, ever, ever stop the forward momentum of their money. Their money continues to grow uninterrupted for the rest of their life. They never interrupt it. Now, when it's time for them to go buy something, they're going to buy something just like the debtor Mm. or just like the saver. But what they're going to do is they built up enough money in that plan and they're actually going to borrow against their own cash. This is what I mean by becoming their own bank. And when you, let's say I got $100,000 and I want to make cash. that same purchase. $100,000 no, I'm cash. talking about $100,000 in my wealth creation fund. Okay, I got it. So what is a wealth creation fund? The wealth creation fund is what I'm about to talk to you all about. Okay. That's a way that you can actually put your money into a tool that's never going to stop the forward momentum of your money. Got it, okay. Talk about that next. I want to make sure that people understand this concept because what happens is you got $100,000. If you borrow $50,000 against your $100,000, you haven't spent that $100,000. The $50,000 that you borrowed is completely tax-free. That $100,000 is still growing as if you never touched it because you use your $100,000 as leverage. So I have an LLC that does purchase multiple properties, but those properties, um, that those LLCs are owned by a trust. Mm. So, so you have a trust set up. Right, so I have a trust set up. Oh, have you got a trust? Yeah, well, you know he has a trust. Who do you think put me on? <laughs> Yeah, you know what? And I got to ask, I, I, maybe I, are you really proficient on this whole trust conversation? Because um, I'm decent. My team, 
I'm decent. They're just so, so my, afraid so of you, man. So your so your businesses, right? Because remember, it's all about separating yourself from your yeah. businesses more and more. So my businesses are owned by my trust, not by me. Right. It's just right. my team, like my my financial team. They're just. I don't know. Like they, obviously, they're telling me I need to uh, getting a trust is cool. Right. It's just a lot involved with it, and you can get in trouble with it. No. With anything, if you don't do it right, you can get in trouble. But my attorney handles all that. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah. But so, definitely, you know, separate yourself from your businesses. My my properties are owned by the trust, and you know, I pass down the assets to my children. Own nothing, control everything. So all of these businesses are in the trust. Correct. So I update my trust every time I get a new asset. But you don't own the trust. No, you control it. How do you control it? If paperwork. You don't so tell me, like, give me some structure on paperwork if I'm going to... So I'm the, the I'm the trustee of the trust, meaning I control what, the assets that are in the trust. But Who I else is on but, it? Um, no one else is on it. It's just me. I and then I have... You have to have more people. You don't have to. Um, and then I have beneficiaries of the trust. So um, my wife and my children are the beneficiaries. So if and when something happens to me, they are now, they control the trust and all the assets that are in it. But How do clear. you get people, What what is the strategy on getting people to not have to pay for their groceries and not have to pay for certain living expenses? Because I've just heard you talk about it before. Okay, so I know what you asked. Don't 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 hold back either. We need the we need the truth and the whole truth. So Morgan. so listen, right? Is that I tell people is that it's things with credit cards that a lot of people are not aware of on things that they can do, um, and loopholes in the system. So one day I, I'm I'm gonna explain something, and my team is about to kill me for saying this here. Um, I ordered something online, and. When I ordered using it. Using what? Because I'm trying to follow Using my American Express. Okay. okay gotcha. I'm going to give you an example like this. I'm going to give you the one that I say is that there's stores. One time I go to fill my office. I went to Apple. Well, when I went to Apple, I used my American Express card. When I used my Amex and Apple, I go and I went in there and I did it and it maxed me that day at, I want to say I was at like 21000 And I put the rest on my debit card. Well, my team goes... We need Windows, you use Apple. But for our compatibility for your team that's gonna be doing all the work, Windows is gonna be more compatible. I did a refund to my debit card. So when I went back in, I give them my debit card, they do the refund. I don't realize they don't ask me for my credit card. Mm -hmm. When they do the refund, everything comes back into my checking account. I literally spent 800 bucks off my debit 21,000 on my credit card. The whole 21,8 came back into my debit account. Mm. I learned how to liquidate my credit card. I said, yo, I look and I've been in so many real estate deals. I've been through so many people's real estate programs. They charge you to liquidate or you go through 100%. PayPal and you yeah. pay 33.5%. For sure. Okay, I just got paid to pull my money off my credit card. Mm. And that always works? Apple ain't catch that yet? Apple is done. <laughs> so, so, so listen, right? Look. Apple is done, right? So I tell people, I say, listen, I, I, I've explained, explained Apple before. Um, so Apple is at a position where Apple is done. But, so they don't do it no more? 
No, they changed their, their payment structure. Gotcha. Right? We blew that out the water. Mm -hmm. So I tell people is that. But what happened was. Yeah, I, I feel just, like you did that. I feel like. You, yeah, yeah. I, I feel I, like I did too. <laughs> Apple was looking like, yo, this dude. Y'all know what he's doing. Yo. All right, go ahead. I'm sorry. So I learned. Um, once I seen that. It's just my whole goal was that how do I learn credit cards? Because credit cards are what we would say an asset. I mean, a liability. Right. So growing because up. Because at the end of the day, you still got 21000 in debt on your card. Oh, no, I'll pay it right back. I'm not going to use the money. Gotcha. Okay. I just paid it back. So it is just if, if you use these strategies, you use the money for whatever you're going to use it for, but pay it back. You, you don't use it for any, like in that case, right, what happened was is this, you gotta understand the benefits, is that that 21,000, the American Express didn't see the refund. So it looked like a spend. Oh, so you got all the points for it as well. That's why I said I got paid to liquidate it and reward points. Interesting. And then they look and go, wow, he spent 21,000, paid it back in a week and a half. See, that's why I got 150,000 on all three of my Platinums. See, I almost got a half a million on platinum just off of, I have a lot of high spins that get paid back. So mm -hmm. my monthly cycle is very high. Mm -hmm. And so I teach people how to grow and double and triple their, their limits. Is that it's a lot of different ways that we can do these things. Um, it's ways that you can buy stuff online and just take it back into the store. Buy stuff online, take it back into the store. Talk to yeah. you. So, Let's just say, like... This is legal for my, my kids that watch. Yeah. <laughs> so, it's, 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 it's literally like this, right? I'm going to tell you what the thing is this. Is that it's... What, what would I say? It's doing a refund. That's just the whole thing. It's just doing a refund and getting the money back onto you. It, that's the part where I tell people is that you just have to understand credit cards. You have to understand their systems. But I tell people the goal is not... Like, I don't teach people to just go out and do that. That's just something cool we figured right, out right, and found right, out. Sure, sure. So that was one of the cool things. But I tell people is that, like I tell people how to hide their credit card utilization. It's just learning things like that to where we don't pay interest on our credit cards. These are the type of things that we need to know is that, like, those are the most, those are the fascinating things because people go, people charge me to liquidate my credit card. You just told me how to do it for free. Yeah. Literally off, um, I've seen people go, hey, I don't know you. But you said this, I did it, it worked. I bought my real estate project and I didn't have to spend my, like going to debt to pay for my, my home. Yeah. You're 3.5% in the negative before you even go do a deal. Mm. You imagine that you get funded at 100,000 and you gotta pull 100,000 off your credit cards. You 3.5 to the, to the negative before you even go anywhere else. Right. Plus your monthly reoccurring fee. You get me? That's why people lose. Like I tell people, I teach people how to go to where if you were going into real estate and you had 100000 in funding, when you liquidate, you'll be worth 105, 106. Mm. So now you have more capital. You're not going negative before you even get into the investment deal. And a lot of times they get into deals. And if you do get a wrong deal, you don't even know how to get out. I said, you know what? This system is broken. I got to get out of this system. So what I did was when I left, I said, I need to go out and I need to study what the affluent people are doing. Yeah. I said, screw the financial industry right now. What are multimillionaires doing? And how can I teach those strategies? Number one, how can I become that strategy? Because I don't want to be one of these financial advisors not practicing what I preach. Let me ask you, Edward Jones, were you make six-figure job, but yeah. were you well off financially? Or did some of those old habits kick in? Because you don't know how to handle money. Right? Well, here's the thing, bro. I was doing okay 
But you got to understand, I was making six figures and I thought that I had to be extremely frugal, mm. which means I was following like the Dave Ramsey mentality at the time, which means I need to drive a super old car mm-hmm. for like 10 years. Right. I need to live in a small ho- small home that's like less than a thousand square, square feet. I need to do all of this, eat Raymond noodles and ham sandwiches just so that I can save some money. This makes me feel good because I, I, don't, I, I don't agree with that, but... No, I'm about. I'm to not lie. as rich as Dave Ramsey, so I can't say what he yeah, says yeah, is yeah. wrong. So I, 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 I believe in letting money flow. Exactly. Right. So I buy stuff that I want. Yep. But I have the the hustle to go make the money to pay yeah. for the stuff that I want. I didn't understand, David, that that was actually keeping me in a scarcity mindset. Okay, talk about it, man. It's I was thinking. Me. I actually thought that it was good. But let me tell you how horrible it was because when you start to think about, I can't afford it. I got to save every dime. When you start to think like that all the time, your mindset, the universe, you attract more of it, of things that you can't afford. So mm. you feel broke. Even if you have money, you still feel broke because you have that mindset. And you say that I'm going to snap out of it one day. But I'm telling you, I have clients that are multi-million dollars because they saved all this money. They're frugal. They're only spending $40,000 a year and they still feel broke. That mentality is still there. They never mm. got rid of it. So what I learned is by me spending <laughs> a little bit of money and by me actually taking care of myself and making myself feel luxury, like I got my Rolex, you know what I'm saying? Now, you got the Rolex on. I, I caught the, the Rolex, same. you know Yours what I'm saying? Yours is different. Yours is different. It's a little bit different. <laughs> but Yo, that's worth like three of these, just but, but for bro, context. But my life changed. I'm going to tell you when my life changed. I said, I'm driving a Ford Taurus. I had been driving it for eight years. I said, you know what? I'm going to do something different. I'm going to go out and get a Range Rover. I went out and got a custom Range Rover, paid $160,000 for this Range Rover. Didn't think I could afford it at that time. But when I got this Range Rover, every single day, I'm riding around in luxury peanut butter seats. It reclines in the back. It got the ice cooler in the front, massage seats. It does all of these different things. I'm feeling good driving my Range Rover every day. That mentality every day was sticking with me. I went out and I ended up making, that's the year I ended up becoming a millionaire. That's mm. the year. I spent, I planted the seed for $160,000. By the way, I wrote most of it off on my taxes. That's a whole other thing. As you should. But that year, bro, I went from making about $160,000 to making one. Spring is in full bloom. Are your finances? With the Chime Secured Credit Builder Visa Credit Card, you can build credit with everyday purchases and regular on-time payments, all with no annual fees or interest. With Chime Secure Credit Card, you can start improving your credit scores right away. Get started today at Chime.com build. That's Chime.com build. Chime. Feels like progress. The Chime Credit Builder Visa Credit Card is issued by Bancorp Bank NA or Stride Bank NA. Members FDIC. Out-of-network ATM withdrawal and OTC advance fees may apply. Terms and conditions apply. Go to Chime.com disclosures for details. Save big money when you start your next project today at Menards. Check out our great selection of garage and utility lighting options in stock, ready to take home today. We carry everything to help you illuminate whatever project you're working on. Shop garage and utility lighting products in store at your nearest Menards. You can also view all of our entire selection of lighting options today on Menards.com. Save big money. 